Welcome to this episode of Chamber Chat. I'm Todd Studer. Chamber Chat is brought to you by the Council Bluffs Area Chamber of Commerce and also Beacon Vacations. Terry Oldenburg has been helping families just like yours plan their vacations for over 17 years. Terry is an expert at finding you the trip you want inside the budget you can afford. Maybe it's that Disney trip you've been promising your kids. Or how about a second honeymoon on an Alaskan cruise? And for this time of year, a Caribbean cruise is just what you need to recharge as we enter into spring. Beacon Vacations is not under contract with any travel providers, which means your trip is booked on what is best for you, not cost or commission. And the best part, Terry is, uh, is paid her commission through the resorts, cruise lines, and other suppliers, and that cost is not passed on to you. So if you would like to learn more, visit the website, beaconvacations.com, or call 712-545-1011. We are joined in studio today by Alicia Fries, Director of Workforce Development uh, for the Chamber. And Alicia, I'm actually going to let you introduce our guest because he's sitting right next to you, and there's a reason why you brought him here. So go ahead. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Todd. We are really excited today to be here um, and talk about our 2023 Unbelievable Workplaces. And with me today, I've got Jim Meyer with American Games and International Game Co. The reason that we have Jim here with us today is because both American Games and International Game Co. are recipients of the Unbelievable Workplaces this year. And they also sponsored the event for us and they were our presenting sponsor. Well, Jim, tell us what is it about this program that made it appealing to American Games? Well, I think in uh, certainly in today's environment with the labor market being as it is, the competition for good applicants and the ability to, to maintain our existing uh, workforce is extremely important. For every, I don't, I don't have the exact numbers or anything like that, but, uh, you know, just about anybody they have their, their, their choice of where they can work. Uh, for every applicant, there's probably 10 different jobs waiting for them. So we wanted to make sure that uh, we were in a position where we can you know, stand out, uh, have something that helps us differentiate a little bit more, maybe then from another company just down the road. And, uh, and I think that this program really helped us, uh, helped us do that. Well, some stats that recently came out that across the state of Iowa, I mean, as a whole, unemployment is at 2.9%. I heard it's lower than that in our area. So when you talk about the competition for employees and folks that uh, want to work for you, it's really tough right now. It is. And, you know, on a, on a side note, uh, so my wife and I actually own a, an employment agency here in town as well. So I'm not involved with it day to day by any means, but uh, she's been in business for about nine years and really has her finger on the pulse of what's going on in the business world and and who's hiring and what what the applicants are looking for. So uh, we I think we have an interesting perspective between the two of us. I can imagine so. Yes. So as, we, as you're going through with the process, and I'm sure that in the beginning that you heard about unbelievable workplaces, and then you start to learn more and more. And I'm guessing that as you were doing that, you're thinking, okay, I can really see how this can benefit us. Yeah, definitely. You know, we and we didn't really have a feel one way or the other whether we were going to be fortunate enough to receive the certification uh, from the chamber program. But worst case, we felt the worst thing that could happen is we can get this anonymous input from our employee base. We can learn what people like, what they don't like, uh, things that we can do more of, things that we should stop doing, things that we should change. So uh, it was, it, worst case, we could take that information and continuously improve our environment to make it a very welcoming 
uh, environment for all of our employees. Without getting into specifics about what you may have learned, was it beneficial? Did you find that that information was helpful? Extremely. I, you know, I don't, I don't know the, have the exact number. Alicia would certainly know the exact number of questions on the survey, but let's say it's right in the range of maybe 30 to 40 questions. Tremendous value there because you can break it down by department. You can break it down by facility and kind of understand uh, maybe different cultures within a culture, uh, what's going on. But the true value, I think, is uh, towards the end of the survey, there's more of an open-ended set of questions that people can add their very open-ended commentary. And uh, we, get, we got a lot of value out of that. How much uh, attention do you pay to what's going on at other companies versus just what you're doing for yourself? I mean, is this something that you have to do to, as a comparison, knowing that we can use this information to encourage folks to come here? You know, I think, I think in this program... Uh, it, it's more important for us just to focus internally. You know, look at the, look at the results of how we're evaluated, and do everything we can to do more of the good stuff and less of the bad stuff. Right. So, try not to get too wrapped up in in what the competition is doing. And there's so many different factors. You know, when when an applicant is looking for a place to work, it's proximity to home, it's compensation, it's uh, uh, customized shift schedules. There's so many different varieties of different things that people can use to determine where they're going to work. There's a lot of factors that we can't control, but what we can control is to, to, to uh, enable the best culture that we possibly can. And also retention has to be huge because it costs money to go through the hiring process, the training process, everything else, where you're actually making the best profit for your company is when people are trained and they're in full production. Oh, exactly. I mean, we're, we're a production-oriented company, and so you, if, if somebody leaves, we fill it immediately on the production front, obviously. In order to replace that person, you could, it could take weeks, months. It could maybe take up to a year, right? So... So all that lost productivity, now you've got a, you got, have a new person who's joining the company who may not know all the ins and outs. So now you're, you're concerned about quality and, and doing things in a, in a very efficient manner. So all of those costs, it's not just what you see you know, that particular day, but it's those indirect costs that, that come as well. Is there a recruiting process that you use there at American Games? I mean, are you reaching out farther than just what the pool may be close in close proximity? Yeah, we're. I mean, we're using all the. We have a have our, our dedicated recruiter. Uh, her name is Jamie Gill, and uh, so she's using all of the the various uh, postings, including the chamber's website. Um, she's using the uh, all of the different social media avenues and platforms. Uh, uses different businesses within the uh, within. The, the town as well, and basically just cast a very wide net uh, to try to attract as many people as we can. How's staffing for you right now? I mean, are you full? Are you always looking? Where are you at? Well, I, I shouldn't say this, but we're in great shape. However, we're always looking for good applicants. <laughs> of course. So, uh, but, you know, to put things, to put a number on it, so I'd say roughly 18 months ago, between both International Game Co. and American Games, we had about 70 to 75 open positions. Now I think the current number is five or six between the two. So we have more work than we know what to do with. But uh, our, our issue right now is we only have so much equipment to do it. And for the last three to five years, we've been chasing staffing. Now we finally have that where we need it to be. So now the next step is maybe we need to start adding some equipment 
and then consequently bring in more staffing on top of that. Well, that sounds like uh, it's just kind of a cascading problem because if you need more equipment, now you have to have space to put it. <laughs> so, exactly. you know, it's just one thing after another. Exactly. And, and we're, coincidentally, we're actually uh, uh, getting ready to expand here in Council Bluffs. So, same location? Or are you same location, at- yeah. Okay. So as folks drive by, you know, they'll see on the west end of the building we'll be adding about a forty to 45,000 square foot addition. Wow. And that's, have, have you broken ground with that or is there a timetable or is that still in the planning stages? Have, haven't broken ground yet. We're still working on some of the architectural uh, design. Uh, we want to really kind of change the appearance. Uh, it's got, currently the building has kind of a 60s, early 70s facade appearance. I've, I've been by. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> we need to modernize that. So, uh, so we're spending a lot of time and energy making sure that we have a very inviting facility, uh, add some natural light, very open and, uh, and help in that respect. With the where the uh, labor force is now and with the situation that it is so competitive to get uh, quality employees, do you see it staying there? Is this, do you expect that eventually things will start to shift back and you'll have a bigger pool to choose from? That's a good question. <clears throat> I mean, if you listen to the experts, a potential recession is on the way, right? So uh, we've been fortunate that... Uh, uh, you know, the, at least the last 10 years, the as far as the labor market goes, the economy has been outstanding, you know, continued uh, continued opportunities for people to work. But there, you know, there are some concerns on the horizon, not necessarily specifically in our business, but I think more holistically that, uh, that we have to keep our eye on. I, I don't know. I, I hear about that recession, and then I talk to folks like you, and I know what's going on with our business, with the radio group here. I don't see it. I mean, at least not right now. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. The, the good thing about where we live is we have so much diverse economic opportunities, right? So that we're not tied to any particular one industry. So that helps to be diversified in that respect. Let me ask you, why Council Bluffs? Why is this company remaining here and uh, investing in this community? There, there are people that know the history of the company much better than I do. I've, I've only been with American Games uh, just just shy of four years, but uh, this company was uh, was founded locally, uh, both American Games and International Game Co. Uh, in the early 80s, and uh, I believe up until about 2002-ish, about 20 years ago or so, uh, Pollard Games, our current owner, which is based out of Winnipeg, uh, Manitoba, up in Canada, purchased American Games, and uh, they've been fantastic ownership. They, uh, they have other facilities throughout North America. Uh, And then in 2018, so about five years ago, Pollard Games actually purchased our competitor at the time, which was International Game Co. So now both facilities fall under the Pollard Games umbrella. For those who don't know, what kind of products does your company produce? So three different, three distinct products. Probably the the one that's most most known or prevalent in the economy is what's called pull tabs. And for folks that do not know what a pull tab is, it's basically it's a form of a lottery ticket. But instead of using the scratch off, you actually uh, turn the ticket over and there could be three, there could be five different kind of die cut perforated tabs. So the player will open those and determine if they're if they're a winner. And uh, the, the prizes vary in terms of different cash value. They're very common in charitable organizations. A lot of uh you know, your local American Legion, places like that will use these tickets to raise money for charity. They'll keep a portion and then the rest goes to charity. So everybody, everybody wins. So that's the primary, that's the primary product. We also do uh, bingo paper. 
So chances are anybody that's playing bingo out there, it's probably on our paper. And then we also make the vending machines that actually sell these pull tab tickets in different uh, different venues. That's actually kind of cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, as you were talking about that, it reminded me of a story years and years ago, back before, you know, once upon a time, pull tabs were something that hadn't been approved by the government. And the uh, stadium in Carroll, Iowa, uh, was actually financed through illegal pull tabs. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the story they love to tell me up there. Whether it's true or not, I'm not sure, but somebody in a restaurant told me. So it had to be true, right? Well, it's interesting <laughs> you say that because it's uh, it's a state-regulated, or in the case of Canada, it's provincially uh sanctioned, let's say. So So every state, every province has their own rules. So some states, some provinces don't allow that. Some, it's a very, very big business. Uh, in our case, you know, the state of Minnesota is huge for pull tabs. And you get into some of the eastern maritime provinces up in Canada, it's, uh, it, people are very, very serious about their pull tab playing. <laughs> Alicia, as you're hearing what Jim is saying, how important is it for a company like American Games to be part of Council Bluffs and to be a part of the chamber? It's extremely important for us. Of course, it's something that we're always looking at to make sure that our economic development is continuing to grow in our area, and we really want to ensure that they got the workforce that they need. And so that really is why we created Unbelievable Workplaces, to ensure that they can keep their pulse on the culture of their organization, as Jim mentioned, to know what they're doing right, and to maybe see some areas that they could be stronger and kind of change that culture. And then new this year, as Jim kind of mentioned, was the way to kind of compare department by department or position by position, which was really important to be able to break that down and see, okay, maybe my maintenance team is really happy in this area of our culture, but maybe my line workers aren't. And so that way you can kind of see that divide, which really helps them with their retention. And then also, you know, if they were in need of some workforce, it does help a little bit with that recruitment, just being able to put out there like, yeah, we're manufacturing, but we are one of the unbelievable workplaces in Council Bluffs. And so maybe over another manufacturer, an employee or an applicant might choose to apply there. I didn't take notes down, but there were 25 this year, were there not? There were. So out of everybody that participated in the program, uh, there were 25 awarded recipients. And again, the way that somebody is awarded is by the word of their employees. So there are 36 questions, and they're kind of broke down into categories based on benefits, hours, flexibility, um, their supervisors, the culture, their coworkers, and they respond to those questions. And so 60% of their associates have to respond, and um, 60, or sorry, 75% of the questions have to be ranked 60 and above in order for them to become an unbelievable workplace. And so it really is something with a larger organization, like American Games, it's a hard one to get 60% of your associates to give you that feedback but then to ensure that you have that culture that they really want to stay in. Well, and as you hear Alicia say that, Jim, you have to feel good knowing that your employees felt enough about this to take part in this. Yeah, it's uh, Alicia was extremely helpful in terms of providing the materials that, that we could use for making posters and sending out messages. You know, I, I will admit that, you know, it, it took more than one time, one attempt to get everybody to participate. You know, we had to go back and, and, and remind and, you know, apply a little bit of pressure here and there. But, uh, but overall, people were very, uh, very uh, open to participating. And oh, I was just thinking also, Alicia, it's American Games, obviously a manufacturing facility, but it wasn't limited to that. I know one business that one that she can't have that many employees. I mean, so it's all different sizes, all different, uh, all different aspects of different businesses in the community. 
It absolutely is. And that was something else that we kind of added this year to an extra element. So when we develop these programs, of course, we always hit the ground running with them and then we get feedback from our participants. And that was one thing that we heard was that we did have some really small organizations. Uh, There's a large number of entrepreneurships and small businesses in Council Bluffs. And there are also a large number of large manufacturing companies. So we took the time to then break that down into three categories. So we had our large businesses that were over 500 employees, our medium businesses that were up to 500 employees, but over 100. And there are small businesses under 100 employees. Well, Alicia, Jim, thank you very much for the wonderful information and uh, congratulations on all of your success, Jim, so far and uh, everything that's going on at American Games. I've, I've, like I said, I've been by there many times. Um, I knew somebody 20 years ago, I think, that worked for you for a while. So, I mean, for the company. So, uh, you've been here for a while. And uh, it's it's good to meet you and good to have you come in and share a little bit about your story. Yes, thank you. And we thank you for listening to this episode of Chamber Chat. Thanks to the Council Bluffs Area Chamber of Commerce and also Beacon Vacations for helping us bring this to you. And we thank you for listening. We will release a new episode next month. Until then, take care. <laughs>